I noticed uh, one of my uh, Facebook friends uh, recently that they had decided uh, that they were going to uh, get off uh, Facebook. They weren't going to do it anymore because, and her reasoning was it's just too toxic. There's too much uh, just nasty stuff going on. People slamming everybody and just, I mean, you, you see, you see how it is, right? I mean, Facebook's a great thing. I use it to advertise all sor sorts of stuff in the parish. I have my own page, and, uh, but it's, it's pretty benign. I mean, it's just, it's supposed to, you, you use these things to build up, not tear down, and there's a lot of tearing down. So she said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the Facebook. And so I, and I made a comment and uh, on her Facebook about, well, it's too bad. Well, you know, we'll miss you. And, and uh, I saw her uh, recently, and she never responded. And I, I saw her, I said, hey, why didn't she respond to my nice little comment? She goes, well, because I'm not on Facebook anymore. I didn't know you, I didn't know that you had made a comment. <laughs> uh, but, you, but she's right, don't you think? There's a lot of just bad stuff. It's, 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 a, it's a good thing, but it can be used in really bad ways. And what, you know, what I think we're getting from the readings today is that wherever the, the Lord is, there's freedom. Wherever the Spirit is, there's freedom. Wherever uh, grace is, there's unity, there's peace. And wherever the evil one has sway, it's division, it's acrimony, it's separation, it's destruction. It's tearing people down. You ever are in, in like doing a discernment about something? Well, whether you're in the right place or not, that's it right there. Is there peace or is there anxiety, fear? Is there anger, acrimony? Is there any kind of separation or division in relationships? That's never of God. Right? I have another friend who's on Facebook and he uses it real effectively. It's a, it's a great tool for him. He's lots of followers and, and he doesn't do anything other than... Um, like he'll post, it'll be like a, a purple or pink or something to get people's attention. And all it is is a meme. It's just a phrase of some sort. And it's, it's like, oh, that's interesting. I'll comment or I'll like that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to share with you a little bit about that, if you guys don't mind for a second. Um, okay. And so, yeah, he, you know, he does that. And you can see the color and, and, and all that. But he, this, like, this is a recent one. Uh, power and freedom abound when you understand how you've been made and who made you. That power and freedom is undeniable. Gets lots of comments. That's all he, wrote. That's all he put, put there. Uh, you know, he doesn't have pictures of his food or you know, anything like that. Uh, rarely do we realize how blessed we are. Yes, things happen. Oftentimes we create them. Still, I'm grateful for my much less than I should be. God, I'm grateful, thank you. Lots of comments, lots of likes. Here's one. Uh, you, you're given a free vacation to Hawaii, but you've got to take your boss from your last job with you and spend every minute with them. Are you going to go? <laughs> lots of great comments there. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, we're all victims at one time or another, but you're free and empowered when you quit owning the victim mentality and just take ownership. Again, lots of comments. Rings true. People respond. Here's one of my favorites. Taco fact number 18. 
tacos are healthier than crystal meth. Praise God. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, I saw a girl texting and driving earlier today, and it really made me mad. So I rolled down my window, and I threw my beer at her. <laughs> uh, some people's only exposure to the Bible will be you. Again, how true is that, and how many comments he got? Just Here's one of my favorites. Um, the one line in, in, in an iconic song that identifies it without using the title. Song must be iconic. Okay. Lots of comments. Uh, here's, here's one. And people just wrote the, the, the line from the song. And you had to guess it. Uh, the here's, one, here's one of the, the, the lines. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down on the big lake they call Gitchigumi. You guys know that one? The, le the legend of the Edmund Fitzgerald, right? This is going to totally date me, right? You younger kids are going to be like, what is that? Um, here's another one. Um, I can't light no more of your darkness. All my pictures seem to fade to black and white. I'm growing tired and time stands still before me, frozen here on the ladder of my life. Anybody? Elton John, don't let the sun go down on me. Good one. All right. Uh, Blue Jean Baby, L.A. Lady, Seamstress for the Band. Elton John, again, this person liked Elton John. All right, um, let's see. And while the king was looking down, the jester stole his thorny crown. My favorite song of all time. American Pie, amen. All right, okay, very good. And then I, I wrote one. I wrote one of uh, uh, my, uh, my favorite songs, uh, the, a line from it, an iconic line from one of the iconic songs. Uh, Thunder only happens when it's raining. Anybody? Fleetwood Mac, amen. Who, who doesn't like them, right? So, uh, yeah, Thunder only happens when it's raining. So what's my point? Uh, so here's a guy who's on Facebook, doesn't tear anybody down, doesn't uh, expose and bare his soul on every little thought and, that he has, uh, doesn't do anything inappropriate, doesn't emote, doesn't uh, give you know, TMIY, right? He's just like, how can I just be on a platform that brings people together? All those people. What were you doing? We were talking about something that meant something to us, that, that uh, you know, that we were sharing ideas. And nobody was belittling anybody. Nobody was tearing anybody down. Nobody was saying, you're wrong. I can't believe you said that. Nobody was doing that. Just, it's like, oh, let's build each other up. Let's, let's, let's be a source of unity and peace. And it's certainly within our grasp. You don't have to do anything other than be a person who lives out as res the resurrection of Jesus. This is what the readings are about. That the Lord blesses us and we're people of the resurrection, we're people of life, we're people of unity, we're people um, as, a, as an agent of grace in the world, witnessing our faith. That Jesus is alive and he's a real person and he's alive in me. And as Paul said,
By the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who belong to his company experience it. For people of separation, division, acrimony, anger, destruction, whose work are we doing? And where are we doing it? So the call today is to identify any part of your life where you're not an agent of, the, of change, of the resurrection, of peace, of goodwill, of unity. And stop doing that. The, uh, it's great reading today. They call, in, in biblical studies, they call what Mark gives us today a sandwich. This is the Markin sandwich. And the invitation is for us to chew on it. All right? So the Markin sandwich, a sandwich is this in Scripture, where you have uh, one, one story, one, one event, but in the in sandwich in the middle of it is another one that draws it out, that explains it, that gives it context. So what's, the, what's the, the major event? But the synagogue official whose uh, daughter is near, near death. And he comes to Jesus and he begs him for help. But in the middle of it is this, this woman with uh, the flow of blood. And so somehow they're related, these two, two events. Well, let's, what, what, what is similar? They're both desperate. They both have situations where life is involved. And life is being dissipated, or life is ending. And they can't do anything to stop it other than to go to the Lord in humility and beg. Which is what they both do. You know, the, the, the synagogue official goes and he throws himself at the feet of Jesus. And there's this noise and this chaos and this pandemonium swirling. And there he goes and he just throws himself at the feet of Jesus and says, Please help me. My daughter, who's 12 years old, is dying. This woman comes into this chaos, this noise. Here's the, here's the meat of the sandwich. And she does the same thing. She throws herself at the feet of Jesus and begs. I mean, it's all the noise and the chaos of swirling around. In humility, in quiet, they go and they beg at the feet of Jesus. She says, I just touch his cloak. This noise, all the noise, all the chaos, all the destruction that goes on around us. And Jesus is telling us how to get out, get out, get out of it. Just be quiet. Shut up for a minute. Get off your technology. Stop being a part of all that craziness and destruction out there. Tearing people down in anger and frustration and just you. Just be quiet. Get, get down on your knees and beg. Be humble enough. Beg. This 12-year-old girl, she's dying. This woman who's been afflicted for 12 years, that's the, there's a connection. They're making the connection. 12 years with the flow of blood. Another similarity is that they're both ritually impure. When a person dies in Semitic culture, you don't touch the body. A dead body is, is ritually impure, and if you touch it, you, you become impure. And anybody with the flow of blood, impure. What, what does that mean? If you were ritually impure because of death, if you touched a body or a flow of blood, you couldn't worship in the temple, you couldn't hang out with your friends, you couldn't work, you couldn't be with your family, you were separated. This is what goes on, and we separate people from each other. Separation is what the devil does. 
separation. Jesus is there to bring them together. Jesus is there to identify those things in our hearts that get stirred up and that unify us and call out the best of us, people of the resurrection, of life. And so he allows himself to be touched by this woman. And she doesn't make him impure because you can't with Jesus. There's nothing you've got that is going to make him impure. But rather the flow of glory, the flow of power, the flow of love goes out of him and into her and changes her life. Makes her clean. Gives her back her family, her worship, her, her life. There's nobody there to separate her or condemn her or, or keep her away from life. And then when Jesus finally gets to the, to the house after the girl has died, what's he do? There's all this noise. People are shouting and crying and weeping. And he puts them out. Stop with your noise. Stop with your, your, your crazy talk. Stop with all this confusion. Stop with all this separation. And he goes and he touches this dead body and does not make himself clean by doing so, but rather puts that flow of energy where it belongs into her and gives her her life back. That's what we're supposed to be doing all the time. We believe that Jesus raised, is raised from the dead and he's a real person and we have a life with him. Why aren't we sharing it? Why aren't we agents of that flow of life into all the places of noise and destruction and chaos that exist in the world? Why aren't we doing it? We have no excuse. You're either with them or against them. We're either these people who are part of the company of the evil one because we do his bidding by separating, dividing, and being part of the, the noise and the chaos that keeps people from coming together, or rather we're, we're finding small and beautiful ways to call out the best in us and things that matter and things that give us joy and things that unify us and allow us to talk to each other and share our love for Jesus. Amen? Yeah. So, remember this. Uh, some people's experience of the Bible will only be through you. Or, as Fleetwood Mac would say, thunder only happens when it's raining. Or, also when you share your faith. 